You're listening to the weekly podcast of Citizens Church with Pastor Chris Norman. For more information on the work that God is doing through Citizens Church, please visit us online at citizenschurch.org. So, Spirit of God wants you to experience joy. And the way that John goes about drawing us to joy was a little interesting, wasn't it? Because what he did is he made this statement. He said, God is light. You want to experience joy, he's going to say, God is light. Amen? What, what does that mean? It means God is true. God, God is right. God is light. Got it? Everybody? Say got it. Got it. Got it. God is light. So what does that have to do with my joy? Okay. Well, if God is light, here's what you need to be. You be convinced that he's right. You're convinced that he's true. Well, then he says then that you, therefore, need to walk in the light. Right? So if God's going to, if Spirit of God is going to lead you to joy, you got to know God is right. My world's not right. Anything that comes up against God's word is not right. But God is right. And if I'm going to move toward joy, i got to walk in this light. I, I've got to say yes to the things that God says yes to and no to the things that God says no to. i got to say, i got to believe what he tells me to believe. i got to reject what he tells me to reject. Because God is light. I'm going to walk in the light. And he says, if, if you say you have fellowship with God, that you love God, but you don't walk in the light, you, you're deceiving yourself. Because if you are walking with God, you're going to walk in what's right. Make sense? And he's trying to lead us toward joy. Here's what that means, everybody. It means that you're just a little different. Christian, can I tell you something? You're different. Now, I know, I know in junior high and high school, you did everything you can to fit in with everybody. You did everything you can to be one of the crowd. I, mean, I, I went to extremes when I was in junior high and high school. I, I went to the extreme of in junior high. Man, it was just, do you remember that awkward season when you went from carrying those, those metal lunch pails? Do you remember the metal lunch pails? And then you show up to junior high and you got your, you got your Star Wars metal lunch pail and no one else has a Star Wars metal lunch pail, and you, lunch pail and you're like, I can't do that anymore. So you got to brown bag it. That was the cool thing. You got to brown bag it. And I tried to do the brown bag thing because all the other junior high students did a brown bag thing. But my mom loved to write notes on the brown bag. And that wasn't cool. So here's what I would do. I'd just leave the brown bag. Just leave the brown bag. She'd make me a little thing, put smiley faces on, all that work. And I am, you, I will not show up to church with a big old heart on my little brown bag. Or show up to junior high with a little brown bag and a heart on it. So I'd leave it alone. Left it, left it alone. And, and so I, I actually grew, I would, I would not eat lunch, everybody, in order to fit in with everybody. I went to extremes. Went to extremes. And here's what God says to you and I. When you're mine, you're different. And you need to be okay with the fact that you're different. You shouldn't be trying to fit into this world. You shouldn't try to look like this world. You're different. And what makes you different is the fact that you are walking in the light. Let me show it to you over in where we pick up in 1 John chapter 2, starting in verse 3. It says, now by this we know that we know him if we keep his commandments. This is what makes you different. You keep his commandments. He who says, I know him and does not keep his commandments is a liar and the truth isn't in him. This is that same kind of idea. If you say you know him, but you're not walking in the light, you're kidding yourself. Now watch what he says. Whoever keeps his word or his commandment, he interchanges word for his commandments, commandments for his word. Whoever keeps his word, watch this and what we're going to land on today. Truly, the love of God is perfected in him. And by this, what? This love of God being perfected in you. And by this, we know that we are in him. By this. By what? 
by you just keeping all the commandments? Yeah, it's part of it. But mostly by the love of God being perfected in you. So you're keeping the commandments. But listen, the commandments are not just some behavioral management system that I've learned to align my life within. I'm not just like, what am I supposed to do? What am I not supposed to do? I'm just going to, I've learned to do it. Can I tell you, like some of you parents, you think your job is to give your kids a behavioral management system. Don't do this, do this. It keeps mom and dad happy. And you go your whole life. And when they, when they don't do the thing that they weren't, when they don't do the thing that they were supposed to do and they do the thing they weren't supposed to do, you, you, you punish them to try to put them back in line and you spend your whole life trying to give them a behavioral management system. You might just succeed. And can I tell you, you've messed up. Because what happens is they'll get out of the house and all of a sudden there is no boundaries. There is no lines. There, there is no, and they just, they're just going to go crazy. Here's what you want to give them. It's better than a behavioral management system. You don't want them submitting themselves to that. You want them, listen, having some heart change. You want to shape their heart. So it's not just don't do this. It's like what's going on in here. Because I want to get your I want to get your heart on board, not just your actions. Are you following me? I want to get your 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 devotion on board, not just your obedience. Does that make sense? When it's obedience minus heart, it's religion. And religion kills. Religion suffocates. But when it's heart that produces obedience, it's relationship. I'm doing what I'm doing. I'm different in the ways that I'm different. I I commit myself to God's commandments. I commit myself to his law. Why? Because I'm in love. I'm in love with God. And guess what? I want to. I I don't hear God's word and think, God, you're just so strict. God, why you tell me I can't do that? I want to do that. Why you tell me I can't do that? God, God, there's stuff I want to do, and you tell me I can't do it. You're just so mean, just so heavy, so burdensome. I don't, I don't look at, I don't look at that way. I look at God's law and I go, thank you, God. Thank you for protecting me. Thank you for guarding me. Thank you, God. Do do you love this, God? Well, then I love this. Why? Because I love you, and if you love that, then I love that. God, I love what you love. Why? Because I'm in love with you. Do you see? I'm following His commandments. Why? Because the love of God is made perfect in me, and by this we know that we are his. I'm in love with God. Can I tell you something? We all love stuff, don't we? You got some stuff you love. And can I tell you what you do with the stuff you love? You commit yourself to the stuff you love. You're devoted to the stuff you love. Come on, let's, let's dig in a little bit. On the count of three, I'm gonna ask you to tell me your favorite all-time band, like your favorite band, like right now, your favorite band. Can, and listen, without, without embarrassment, you're allowed to say Metallica. You're allowed to say what you want. You're like, I'm in church. Just tell me. Ready? One, two, three, go. Oh, no, like, like with some passion. One, two, three. Sticks. We got Smashing Pumpkins. We got, come on, we got, we got, it's all over the place. Now, listen, here's what I know. Here's what I know. Because you love that band, you've devoted yourself to, you probably got yourself a little Spotify playlist that is 100% that band. Like for me, it's you too. Like I, I love you too. I grew up on you too. You know, you, you know you're in your late 40s when you love you too, right? So I love you too, right? And so like it was, it was, U2 is a big part of my journey. Like when I was pursuing Tatum, 
like, like Joshua Tree was the soundtrack to that whole pursuit in my life, you know? I, I would watch the, the documentary, everything. So I today have a Spotify playlist that is all you too, man. It's just like, I love it. I don't care what you say. Bono is a, he is a theologian. Come on, somebody. Like, and somebody clapping in the front row. That's right. And listen to me. You, you got a Spotify playlist. Like you, you probably been to their concert. You, you probably, and can I tell you something? Nobody's twisting your arm to do it. You do it, why? Because you just love, you love the band. I mean, you got, you, you spent some money on some, on some posters. Come on, what was, what was that boy band? Come on, the InSync. You girls, all you girls, like InSync. I remember being, like, you'd go in, girls, I have all their little posts, InSync poster, InSync pillowcase, InSync, right? You got, you got your Backstreet Boys, whatever, right? And you do it, listen, no one's twisting your arm, you love it. Okay, let's get a little, let's get a little deeper here. Come on, let's get some passion stirred up. I'm talking about your football team. Wait, hang on. I don't want to start a fight, but on the count of three, let me, let me hear your team. One, two, three. Chiefs, Chiefs Raiders. We got four. This was like 40. Like, listen, chances are, if that's your favorite team, I bet you probably watched the games. I bet you probably spent some money going to the games. I, I bet you got the jersey. I know you got the jersey. I know it because I see you wearing them on Sunday, right? And what you're saying is, listen, man, I love this team, but I love God more. So here's what I did. I TiVo'd the game so that I could come to church. I'm not going to miss the game, right? I got I to gotta see the game. Why? Because it's your team. You're devoted to your team. And no one is twisting your arm. Some of you are so in love with your team, you showed up to the game and you painted your body. Because <laughs> you're devoted to the team. Right? And here's the point. Why? It's not, it's not burdensome for you. It's not laborious. For, you do it because you love the team. I mean, it is the joy of your life to, to be around and to go and to spend the money and to, come on, you want to do it. And it's meant to be the same way in your relationship with God. What marks you is a love for God that bubbles out of you in the context of, man, just obedience. It's it's devotion. It's God. You said it's right, so I'm going to do it with all my heart. I might mess up sometimes and fail, but I'm always going to come back to what you said you love because, God, I love you, and therefore I love what you love. Come on, amen? See, I love God. My affections have changed, and therefore my actions have changed. I'm walking in the light, and I'm different. Why? Because I want to be. It pleases God. In church, God wants you to want to. You believe that today? Like, he, he wants you to want to. Like, God wants you to want to show up to church. It's like, oh man, church Sunday. I gotta I guess I gotta go to church. You know, you gotta, 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 God's like, no, 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 don't, don't, no, 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 don't do that. Don't do that. No. God said, I want you waking up on Sunday going, it's church. I can't wait to get to church. Listen, I, I love God. Therefore, listen, I can't wait to get around God's people. I can't wait to worship God, and I can't wait to hear from God's word. I can't wait. Man, I just want to help build the church of God because I love God. I just can't. You can't stop me. 
There's, there's nothing out there in Southern California culture that is going to tempt me more than my love for God. Nothing is going to pull me away because I just love God. I, I got to get to the house. I got to get around God's people. I got, I, just, I got to, right? God wants you to want to. God wants you to want to live a godly life. Like, oh, man, I guess I, guess I can't do that. The whole world's out there doing that, but I can't. Oh, being a Christian sucks. No, it's like, I love God so much, I don't want to do that. That's foolish. That's, that's, that's gross. I, I want to live a godly life. I, I want to align my life. I want to, listen, devote myself fully to him. Live in a godly way. Man, that's my, you know that's my goal every Sunday? I just want to set you free from religion. I don't want you walking out of here religion. Go do this, don't do that. I want in everything we do to help you see how much God loves you so that you respond with a greater love for God. And if you are falling in love with God, man, it's just all going to work. It's just all going to work. The Bible, remember this? All the law and the prophets hang on this. Like it all comes down to this. Uh, exactly what should I do and not do? Because I don't know. And I don't give it. No, no. God said, all the law of the prophet hang on this. What? Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind. And the second is like it. Love your neighbor. If you love God, you're going to love your neighbor. Listen, listen, listen. Just fall in love with God. And it's all going to work. Just fall in love with God. I, I remember when I fell in love with God. Before I fell in love with God, I would show up to school and hang out with the same friends every, every during lunch, during lunch period, lunch period, we'd sit and we'd grab our stuff, we'd stand in a circle, and we'd talk about stupid things. Just stupid. Just a bunch of guys. <sighs> stupid stuff. Ready? Uh, girls. Girls, girls. Yeah, girls, you see a girl, girl, girl. Party, party. You go to the party. I was at the party. Uh, it was my life. My life. And I didn't know it was stupid. I thought it was, a, I, we were cool. We were the in crowd. We were, and then I remember... My sister begging me to go to youth group. I went to youth group, and I started seeing something a little different inside these students at youth group that I've never seen anywhere else. They really loved each other. I'm like, wow, this is different. Like, this is different. They're different. They're different. And then it's like, well, well they're kind of loving on me too. Okay, well, there's a lot of love going around this place. And I remember sitting there thinking, ah, it's all just, they don't really care. I disappeared for two weeks, got a phone call from one of the, one of the youth Leaders that asked me to go to lunch. I said, man, I missed you. Let's go hang out. Like, you miss me? Me? Like, you really care for me? So we went to lunch. He was normal. <laughs> like, not, not like weird at all. He thought, I remember, here's why I knew he was normal. He thought the waitress was cute. He told me that. She's cute. I'm like, you're normal. Like, you're a normal guy. Like, I can hang out with you. And he started loving on me and loving on me and loving on me. And, and his love for me and the youth group's love for me and the youth pastor's love for me helped me realize that there's a God in heaven that got some love for me. And when the God of heaven got a hold of me, when his love got a hold of me, I fell in love with him. And can I tell you what happened? Everything changed in my life. I surrendered my life to Jesus. I showed up back to school, got around those friends, walked up, and they're going, girls, 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 party, party. And I went, have I been doing this every lunch for the last however many years? This is stupid. And I sat there and I would try to fit in. And I'm like, this, is, this feels awkward now. Why? I can't explain everybody. 
I just fell in love with God. And, and, and I'm standing there going, all of a sudden the things that I once enjoyed, I'm going, this is, this is gross. I, I don't want to talk like this. I, I don't want to live like, I don't want to do this. Hey, I'm, I'm switching. Hey, hey, boys, I'm switching it up. If you want to follow me as I switch it up, you're more than welcome to, but I'm not going to stand here and do this anymore. Why? Because they told me at church I have to? Because they told me if I don't, I'm going to go to hell? And somebody, I need some fire insurance. Tell me what I can do and can't do. No. Because I fell in love with God. See, by this we know we know him. You love him. And when you love him, you're devoted to him. When you love him, like, man, you, you can't pull me away because I love him. God wants you to want this. You know, I'm, I got I to gotta admit something to you. Um, I'm in love with a girl. Her name is Tatum. And she's amazing. You guys remember, you remember, uh, you remember in, uh, in Elf, it's getting, we're getting Christmas season right now, right? And Elf walks in, he goes, I'm in love and I'm loving, I don't care who knows it. Right? Remember that part? Come on, you remember like, I'm in love, I'm in love, I don't care who knows it. Just like in love, like just, the, I'm just in love and I'm telling everybody about it. You don't hide that, you tell everybody about that. Can I tell you, like, this is, like, God, I just think, watch this, so just enthralled with who he is, so in love with it. We're just walking around going, I'm in love, I'm in love, and I don't care who knows it. Like, I, I'm, I feel that way about my wife. Like, I, I love her with, with all my heart. And, and can, I, can I let you in on something? Listen, the first thing you're going to go, ooh, the second thing you'll get it. First thing is this, in my relationship with Tatum, it's not all easy. It's not all effortless. Any married couples in here want to help me out? Like, amen? Like, it's, it's not all effortless. It's not like all, oh, this is easy. Oh, this is, a, this is just a cakewalk. Oh, oh, you, you want me to do some stuff around the house? That's fun. Oh, it's Sunday and Dustin's inviting me to go golfing, but you want me to put lights on the house? for orange lights because we got kids showing up for Halloween. That's fun. It's not, it's not easy. It's not effortless. But can I tell you something? Man, my girl wants that stuff on the house. I love you, baby. If that's going to make you happy, it makes me happy. And although it's not effortless, I tell you what, it's not burdensome. It's like, ugh, fine. No, fine. I'm not going to get on a ladder. Dang, tato, make it. I'm doing it because I just love her. You know, she does so much for me. You know, you know, you know I, like, man, I am grateful for how she's helped raise our kids. I'm grateful for, for how she loves on me. I'm grateful. I'm so grateful. I'll do it. Girl, what do you need me to do? I'll do it over and over again because I'm, I'm in love with you. It's not burdensome. This isn't supposed to be burden, everybody. You follow me? Am I, I, I want to preach this so good that you just walk out of here going, okay, okay, I get it. I get it. John 14, 15. You could either read this as a religious person or read this as a, as a relationship. Okay? Watch what it says. If you love me, Jesus speaking, if you love me, keep my commandments. See, now, if you're religious in here, you read that. If you love me, you better keep my commandments. And some of you think that's, you grew up in church like that. If I love God, I better keep his commandments. Here's what God is saying. Jesus is saying, if you love me, you just will. 
If you love me, you're just going to want to. You're going to keep my commandments. For in this, 1 John 5, 3, for this is the love of God that we keep his commandments and his commandments are not burdensome. Why? Because I'm in love with God. It's making sense, everybody. So here's my question for you. Do you have to or do you want to? Come on. Do you have to or do you get to? Like, where's your love for God? If you love God, well, then, my friends, there are some things that God says we're not to love. In other words, if you love him, there's some things that you can't then also love. I can't love Tatum and love fill in the blank. Right? If I, love her, if I say yes to her, come on, we're going we're gonna to go there. If I say yes to her, I've got to automatically say no to all, all the other girls doing me my whole life. All, they, they were lined up. <laughs> You're laughing. They were lined up. From, I'm not, I had to go, okay, I'm going to say yes to you. I turned around and made a big announcement. Listen, everybody. <laughs> I know you thought I was still in the market. I know you were hoping. But it's over for you. I'm saying no to you. Why? So I can say yes to her. And if I said yes to her, I got to say no to you. I broke some hearts, everybody. <laughs> lots and lots of hearts. And God says it's the same thing for you. Listen to me. God said, if you're going to say yes to me, there's some things you got to say no to. And he boils it all down for us. Let's jump over to John chapter 2. And here's where we're going to land. John chapter 2, verses 15 on. Do not love the world or the things in the world. God says, you love me? Listen. You can't love the world. If anyone loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. For all that is in the world, here it is, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, the pride of life, is not of the Father, but is of the world. God says, you love me? You want to say yes to me? You've said yes to me? Well, there's some things you need to say no to. There's some things you got to turn from. It's this thing called the world. Well, what in the world is the world? Like, you hear Christians talk sometimes, they're like, well, that's worldly. That's worldly. You don't want to be worldly. What, and there's, I think there's a lot of people going, I don't even know what that means. What do you mean? Like, don't love the world. Is Jesus, God talking about, like, the trees? Are we talking about planet? Like, what, what's the world? The world here, it means not the physical world. It's the, it's the system of the world. It's the, it's the government. It's the, the, not government, physical government. It's the, it's the kingdom of the world. You know there's two kingdoms? The kingdom of God and the kingdom of the world. The kingdom of God is the kingdom of light. The kingdom of the world is the kingdom of dark. And when you become a citizen of the kingdom of God, good name for a church, everybody, then you automatically say no to the kingdom of the world. There's a kingdom of the world. Listen what... Uh, Jesus says in John 8, 23, he says, you are from beneath, I am from above. You are of this world, Jesus said, I am not of this world. And if you're in love with the one who's not of the world, that means that you are not of this world. I am not of it. I am, I am, not, I am, I am not in love with it. James 4, 4 says, adulterers and adulteresses, do you not know that friendship with the world is enmity with God? Whoever, therefore, wants to be a friend of the world makes himself an enemy of God. You can't have it both ways. I can't say yes to Tatum and all these other girls. My commitment is to her and her alone. Therefore, it's no to everybody else. This world that, that John is talking about is, is ran by the princi principalities and powers of the air. It's, it's, it's the enemy's playground. 
And in the world, the enemy's playground, he says, here's some things you need to know that exist. Here's the things you're going to have to fight against. Here's the things. Watch, pay attention because we're going to go through them real quick. The things that are going to try to distract you, attract you. They're going to try to pull from you devotion. Now watch this. If we allow these, the, the world to come in, right? Love for the world comes in, it starts to push love for God out. It happens all the time. But love for God will push love for the world out. Does that make sense? So love for the world pushes out love for God, and love for God pushes out love for the world. And so John says to you and I, right now, we're going to go through it together. You just need to kind of check yourself. Check yourself. Is there anything right now that's just kind of distracting you? Anything that's man, just starting to lure you away? John says if you love God, you're not going to love these things. Well, what are these things? Well, I tell you what, they're the things the enemy is going to use over and over again. Because watch, if he can, if he gets you to fall in love with these things, then he can get your love for God to get to grow cold. And I, I think right now, I'll push it a little bit more, but I think right now we coming out of COVID, one of the one of the great side effects of COVID is that there's just a lot of Christians who've allowed their love to grow cold. We've allowed ourselves to become more devoted to things other than God than we are to God. You know what I mean? So like Sunday rolls around and it's like, man, I, I used to, I would, would, but now it's like, I just kind of kind of fell in a, we call it a slump. We call it, I got some, here's what it is. I got some other things I like to do. What it was happening, I'm just sharing with you in love, but what, what's happened, we've allowed our love for God to just kind of grow cold. And therefore our devotion to God grows cold and our commitment to God goes cold. And the things I used to say yes to and I couldn't wait to get around, now it's like, you know, I just kind of got, I got some other things going on. You know, and, and it's hard to fight that. But, but here's what John says, come on, God wants to give you joy, man. Stop messing around. God, God's got so much more for you. God, God, God wants to bless you. He wants to, he got, he's got more for your marriage and your friendships. Oh my gosh, come on. Like, like there's, there's more waiting for your life. You think you got it good now? You just wait until you fall back in love with God and let him do inside of you and through you. You commit yourself to everything he has for you. Now let's talk. Give me a year where you go, I'm going back all in. And I promise you, at the end of that year, you'll, it'll be better than you are right now in this year. I promise you. Why? Because God's got more for you. He wants to lead you into joy. Therefore, if you love God, you, there's some things in this world you just got to start to let go of. I can't love them. And so, so what are those things? He says, here's the world. It's the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life. They've been around forever. Everything in the world boils down to these three. The lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, the pride of life. Before you are walking in the light, before you give your life to Jesus, this is all you know. All our world knows is lust of the flesh, lust of the eyes, pride of life. How do I live before I come to Jesus? What am I lusting for? Let's do that. And once I have that, I got some pride about that, pride of life. And that is the world in a nutshell, and it's still crying out for your attention. The, the lust of the flesh, physical desire, lust of the flesh, physical desire for food, water, shelter, sex, comfort, lust of flesh. Now listen, you hear that and you go, wait a second, there's some things on that list are pretty good. And he, listen to me, God created those things. Amen? 
But when those desires are when your desire for those things, watch, rule us and take priority over God, they become lusts. So you end up choosing to devote yourself to them over God. And now you've got this thing called sin. You're loving those things more than God. So here's what it looks like. Uh, eating is good, everybody. Amen? I like to eat. We get down to church, I'm going to go eat. Jesus liked to eat. Man, he's always eating. He's like always, having a, always having a feast with people. He's loved to do life around food. Jesus did. You love to eat. But watch, if my love for food outgrows my love for God and I start to treat food in ways and, and give my life to, it's called gluttony. It's a, it's a sin. God, God created sex. But when, watch, when I engage in sex outside of God's plan for sex, now I have put that, that desire above how God says I need to bridle and use that desire, then what happens is I have made sex my God. I'm giving myself over to sex, and now I pervert sex and end up with sin, adultery, fornication, homosexuality. What am I doing? I'm saying God gave this and I'm going to submit myself to my desire rather than submit my desire to God. It's a lust of, of the flesh. And when that, there's a pull there. Anything that in my flesh just goes, oh man. I, I, think, I think some of us, like, we fight our, our flesh just like comfort. It's like, this is, I just want to sit snuggled up in my, you know, bed all day and go down on my couch and just going to sit. And that's great on your Sabbath day, but when you're doing that on the God's day, I'm, I'm, what am I doing? I'm committing myself more to my, my appetites than to the God I love. Does that make sense? And so now this, this, this desire, God says, hey, you can't love the world more than you love me. The lust of the eyes. We, you okay, church? You're hanging out with me so far? Yeah. Lust of the eyes. Lust of the eyes is the world. Lust of the eyes is the desire to possess what we see. It's coveting money and possessions. It, it could be anything. Fashion, houses, furniture, cars, more stuff, more stuff. I want stuff like my neighbor's stuff. I want better stuff than my neighbor's stuff. I want to show my neighbor a thing or two about good stuff, right? I want to one-up. And it's a desire for anything that we, that we, we see attractive and we, we want it, we, we long for it. And now, therefore, I give my money toward it, my life toward it. And listen, friends, there's nothing wrong with stuff. But when the lust for stuff takes priority in our lives, watch out. I can't stop working. Why? Because I need more stuff. <laughs> Careful. Stuff's great. But how about you let God be your first priority and watch how he's going to bless you with stuff. Rather than you think you got stuff. No, no, your stuff's got you. It, 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 you know how John ends, First John, it ends with, hey, hey, children, keep yourself from idols. And everyone's always like, why is that there? It's there because this is John's big point in First John. Don't let the world become your God. You've got a far better God than this world. Amen? He is my God. Therefore, listen, I love him. All this other stuff, take it, leave it. I want you, God. That's why, like with tithing, God says we're to tithe. What is that? That's God testing. Like, it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a gift to us to help get the things we want to love out of our love. Does that make sense? 
I want to love it. Therefore, I want to hold it. I want to keep it. It's mine. And God says, no, you need to be generous. I don't want to be generous. Be generous. And what happens when you're generous is you let that stuff get its hooks out of you. Does that make sense? God, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm letting, I'm, I am saying, God, that I love you more than this stuff. I trust you more than that. That paper doesn't provide for me. My God provides for me. Prove it. He says, give. Be generous. And it is a, it is a command. And here's what God says. Here's what I'll show you. If you do that, you're going to have more. You're going to be able to do more than 90% than you could have done with 100%. Why? Because I'm going to show up. Because you're worshiping now God through your money instead of your money. Does that make sense? So God says, be careful, kiddos. I say kiddos because John over and over again says little children. He's just gentle. Be careful you don't let the hooks of this world get in you. The lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, the pride of life. What's the pride of life? Pride is like, I got this stuff. Therefore, I'm, I'm better than you. It's the, it's the one-uppers. Anyone know any one-uppers? Like you tell a good story and they're like, well, I did it better. You're like, I'm glad you're here. This is great. It's great having you at the party. Great having you at the party. The one-uppers. Or the, or the name droppers. Well, you know, we're not even talking about. How, do you, how did you work that name into this conversation? It's because you want us to look at you and go, wow. Wow. It's a, it's a pride of life. They've been around from the beginning. And somewhere in your life right now, the enemy is seeking to draw you away. He wants your love for God to grow cold. And the way that he does is, is he dangles these other things in front of you. He gets you distracted by these other things. And so when you're distracted by those things, your love for God begins to grow cold. And the enemy has you right where he wants you. He's been doing it from the beginning. Like Eve. You remember Eve? Come on. Someone say yes. How did Satan get Eve to abandon everything that God had given Eve? God said, Eve, I love you. I love you guys so much. You can eat of all. Someone say all. Say all. All the trees of God. Like, look at all that God's given you. But what does the enemy get you to focus on? That one thing he said I can't have. And he's like, did you see? Did you see this tree? Did you see this fruit? And now all of a sudden, instead of Eve just walking around, well, God, you're so good. I can eat all these trees. And I can, now she's going, well, maybe God's not good because he told me I can't eat that tree. That one thing, that, that one thing that God said. And then watch what the enemy did with, with, with Eve. Is, it says that she looked at the tree And it says that it was, she said that the tree was good for food. What is that? Lust of her flesh. Well, that looks like it'll fill me. That looks, that looks good. I mean, God said don't touch it, but I want my, my lust of my flesh that's good for food is going to be greater than what God said. So instead of submitting to what God said, I'm going to submit to the lust of my flesh. That looks good for food. Does that make sense? Lust of flesh. And then she said that it was pleasant to the eye. Ooh, that's pretty. What is that? It's the lust of the eye. Wow, I want to I hold that. I want to, Adam, did you, did you see this thing? Look at that. It's the lust of the eye. And then it says, it was desirable to make one wise. What is that? It's the pride of life. I, I, I know more than God. And the enemy used that from the very beginning, those same three things. And he does it right now. Matter of fact, I'm going to say it this way. He's trying some of this in your life right now somewhere. Between this day 
And next Sunday when we're together, on your journey from Sunday to Sunday, there's an enemy out there that's going to get the, using the world just to try to slowly pull you away. Because if he can get you to love the world, if the love of the world comes in, the love of God goes out. And that's what the enemy's always trying to do. So here's a question. The enemy used the love of the world to get a hold of Eve. Has he used it to get a hold of you? Where's he using it to get a hold of you? Is there any place in my life that I've devoted myself more to the things of, of, of the world than I am to the things of God? Be careful, church. Guard yourself. One of the great tragedies of our time is that so many have allowed their love to grow cold. But come on, not in this house. Amen, church? Come on, not in this house. We will keep ourselves at full flame. And in case you're having a hard time, he closes with this. Oh, by the way, John says, all the world is passing away and the lust of it. So you go ahead and give yourself to all those things. But you need to know something. Listen, it's all passing away. But he who does the will of God abides forever. Just, I just need you to know, you could commit yourself. You could go get a bigger house. You could have a bigger bank check or checking account. You can go, you could give your life to becoming this and becoming that. You can love the world all you want. But here's what you need to know. It's passing away. Like you ain't going to load up a hearse and pull it with you to your grave, grave site and take it with you to heaven. It's not going to happen. You throw yourself all into it and it's just all passing away. Come on. Nobody buys stock in a company that's going bankrupt. You don't like read companies going bankrupt. Oh, I'm going I'm I'm to buy some stock in that company. It's going bankrupt. Because it's going bankrupt. It's going nowhere. It will pay no dividends of life. No one straps themselves to a ship that's sinking. You abandon ship. Hey, abandon ship, church. But he who does the will of God abides forever. So as we close, I want to talk to three groups. Three groups. First group, there's some of you in here today, as we're reading through John, you're just realizing, oh, I've allowed my love to grow cold because I've allowed my love for some other things to kind of creep in. My prayer is for you today that you would fan it back into flame. In, in, in Revelation chapter two, is the uh, team comes up. Revelation two, four and five, it says this, but I, I have this against you, speaking of the church of Ephesus. I have this against you, that you have left your first love. Therefore, remember from where you have fallen, repent and do the things you did at first. Some of us in here right now, come on, let me just close with this. You've left your first love. Man, you once were in love. God, you're my everything. You're my all in all. God, all I want is, is what you want. God, all I, and now you're just like, ah. How's it happen? For those of you who have fallen in love, like, like for me, when I fell in love with Tatum, do you remember like your first love when you, when you first fell in love? Man, you will do anything. I would do anything for her. I'd go anywhere with her. I'd spend any amount of money on her I needed to spend on her to let her know, right? Because why? I was all in. I was, I was in love. And listen, there's this, I'm gonna speak to this a little bit, marriage advice, a little bit closing the service. Look. There's this thing floating around that goes, well, it, it can't always be like that. 
I just want to, can I just break that for you real quick? Yeah. It can. Like, it can. Like, I've been in love with Tatum. I've been in love with her long as she'd been in love with me. But we've been married 25 years. And can I tell you, like, I, I'm addicted to that. I love her. Like, it, it hasn't kind of like, well, you know, 25 years, we're just kind of, kind of ships passing the night, putting up with each other. No, I'm in love with her. I am more, there is more passion and zeal and for her now than there was in the beginning. I, I don't know where people tell you, but it can't always be like that in marriage. Hey, can I break that? Listen, yes, it can. Like I have that with Tatum. Guys are always trying to get me to go on guy trips. I love, love you guys. It's cool. You like going on guy trips? Go on guy trips. And I've gone on guy trips. I get like two days in the guy trips and we're killing stuff and fishing stuff and hunt. And I, like two days in, I'm like, I'm in the other room. Hey, baby, just miss you so much. Girl, I can't wait to get home with you. Man, like, I'm telling you. Like when we first started talking, we would sit on the phone with each other all night. You hang up. No, you hang up. I'll hang up when you hang up. And can I tell you, it's been 25 years. You pull me away from my girl more than two nights. I sit on the phone with her. I go, you hang up. She goes, no, you hang up. And I said, no, you, you, we'll fall, I'll fall asleep with you on the phone. Because I just, I'm in love. And, and listen, in your relationship with God, it does not have to grow cold. Couples I meet, and I, I love doing premarital, I love doing marriage doing weddings and I love the electricity and I love the, I love the zeal and the passion for and, and I want them to carry that into their whole marriage but when I meet with them again and we're doing we, we're not doing premarital counseling we're doing marital counseling and it's, it's like okay we need help get back on track can I tell you what happens here's what happens at the core of it always is something else snuck in Something else has started to draw away the attention. Something else has started to draw away the affection. Something else is distracting that man or distracting that girl. And they once were like committed to pursuing each other. Like, I just want to pursue you. And now they're like, I'm going to pursue you and the job. I'm going to pursue, I'm going to love you and the accolades I get at work. I'm going to, I'm going to pursue you and I got a little hobby and I got a little, and I got a, and I got a, and pretty soon all these other things have distracted them so much that what was meant to be for that spouse is now being divided amongst all these other things and it has grown cold and it is a little boring in the marriage and it is a little, why? Because you have missed what God told us to do. He said, you are to leave your mother and father and cleave to your wife. What's that mean? You pursue relentlessly after her, come hell or high water, no matter what, because she's my all in all. Now listen, you can have that in your marriage, but listen, God, God says, listen, if you can't have it there, if you're struggling with it there, you're gonna go for it. But here's where you can have it. It's in your relationship with God, always. Never let off the gas in your relationship with God. He says, remember where you once were. Repent and do the works you did at first. Where were you once when you first gave your life to Jesus? Oh, I can't wait to get into God's word. I can't wait to get to church. I can't wait to worship. I can't wait to get around God's people. Now, I can't wait. You can't keep me away from this because I'm in love with God. Right? Remember that? I'm a fan that back of the flame. Like, do it. Do it. Nothing going to get my, it's church on Sunday. We're going. But there's this, there's that. It can wait. I'm going to church. I love God. So some of you need to fan that back in the flame. There's others of you, you're still in love with God. Come on, keep it up, guard it. Keep reading, keep praying, keep, keep, keep just leaning in to your God who loves you more than you could ever imagine. 
Like, guard it, guard it, guard it. Why? Because there's an enemy out there that's trying to douse it, douse it, douse it. Don't let him. Don't you dare let yourself fall in love with this world. You keep shining bright on your workplace. You keep sharing your faith. And there's some of you in here, the last group, and you've never loved. You've never allowed yourself to say, God, I love you. God, I'm gonna surrender to you. And to those of you who've yet to love God, I wanna tell you about God's love for you. His love for you is a perfect love. His love for you is a relentless love. His love for you is a love that loves you in spite of what you've done. In the middle of where you are, he just shows up and loves you. His love is so great that the things that kept you from him, it's called sin, the things that, that separated you from him, he loved you so much. He said, I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna find a way to where we can be in relationship with him. Because see, listen, the Bible says we've all sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. We've, we've all gone our own way. We've done our own thing. That separated us from the ability to actually have a relationship with God. And God said, well, I'm just so in love. For God so loved the world, he gave his only begotten son. And on that cross, Jesus took upon himself what you deserve for your sins. Why? Because he loves you and wanted to bring you back into relationship with him. But to be in relationship with him, your sin had to be dealt with. Well, Jesus says you could deal with it on my account. You could put it on me. And it says all the wrath of God the Father was poured out on Jesus so it absorbed into Jesus so that it wouldn't have to be on you. So you could be forgiven, washed, cleansed, and step into a relationship with Jesus. God wants that for you. He has that for you. And once you say yes to what he has for you, it'll change everything in your life. Everything. You allow that affection to change and all others will follow. Thanks for joining us for today's message from Citizens Church. It's our prayer that through this message, God would impact and inspire your life. If you have any questions for us or would like to let us know how God is using these messages in your life, please let us know by sending an email to connect at citizenschurch.org. Also, if you would like to support this ministry financially, you can do so online and help in seeing more lives change through the work here at Citizens Church. Thank you so much for joining us. Gotta, gotta keep on